We next present the second Aliyah of Pashas Tetzaveh, beginning at Sheni and continuing to Shlishi. We have been studying in the beginning of Pashas Tetzaveh, before Sheni, the Big Day Kahuna, the special clothing which were worn by Aaron HaKohen and by the ensuing, the following uh, the successes of Aaron HaKohen, the Kohen, the Kohen Gadol, Kohanim Gadolim. And we learned yesterday about the ephod, or the apron, which was wrapped around the back of the Kohen, from just above his waist down to the floor, which was open in the front, and the shoulder pieces, which began at the back of this ephod, the back of the Kohen attached to the cheshev ho'efod, the band around the upper part of the ephod, and which protruded upwards and then forward over his shoulders. And we also learned about mishpitzos, about settings, imagine almost like a buckle, which was attached to the bottom of the, um, of the shoulder piece, in other words, the, the the front part of the shoulder piece protruding in front of him at shoulder height were the tips of the forward part of the shoulder piece attached to which were mishpitzos. And here we have in Pesach Yud Gimel the Osisa mishpitzos sohov. He's to make these two settings or buckles of gold. Ushtei shashiros sohov tohor. They're also to make two chains of pure gold. And Rashi stresses that these were Sharsharos chains, but don't imagine a chain of one circle looped into another circle, where you imagine a chain that we've seen pictures of chains, or the way children in the preschool make a chain out of colored paper. But rather, Migbolos avos. These chains are, are migbalos. They will function as chains to attach the top rim of the breastplate, the choshen, which we're about to learn about, to the mishpitzos and through them to the kisvoso ephod. So migbalos comes from the word gavul or border, tip, rim uh, of the uh, choshen. But these golden chains are to be made maase avos. As Rashi has it, they are to be made ma'ase They are to be made like braids, twisted braids, but not as nikovim um, v'kiflayim, not as one uh, circle inserted into another circle. You will eventually put these chains, uh, these twisted chains, uh, on to the Mishpitzos. But wait, as we hold you in suspense, we have to know more about what these chains are linking to the Mishpitzos. So first, next few psukim, we learn about the Choshen, or the breastplate. The Osisa Choshen Mishpot Maase Choshev. You want to make a breastplate of Mishpot. Justice, judgment, decision. I'll explain in a moment. And this choshen is to be made of the same materials as the ephod, namely the five materials, gold, 
wool tcheles, wool argomon, that's wool blue, wool purple or red, v'solaas shoni, silk, v'sheish moshzor, twisted linen, ta'ase oso. So you make the choshen mishpot. Why is the choshen mishpot called mishpot? Mishpat is the word which means justice, judgment. Rashi says, because this Choshen brings about an atonement for the sins of, of misjustice, of, uh, of unjustice. When a person is not just, when injustice is done by the people, the kapora, the forgiveness, is brought about to the Choshen. But Rashi gives another meaning. And that is that the Choshen assists with the process of making a decision about justice. Rashi explains that the word mishpat means three different things. It could mean the process of deliberation, that's mishpat. It could mean the sentence or conclusion or outcome, the psak din, the ruling, the gemar din, that's mishpat. Mishpat can also be the onesh hadin, the punishment is called mishpat. Here, mishpat carries the first meaning. In the words of Rashi, Lashon birur devorim. It is a matter of clarification, deliberation, decision-making process. So the Choshen Mishpat helps in the decision-making process with, with reference to justice. The material of this Choshen, this breastplate, is the five ingredients we learned about. This breastplate is Ravua Yihiyeh Koful. It is to be square when it's bent. Zeres Arko, a Zeres in length and a Zeres in width. The Zeres is the difference. If you imagine opening your hand and measuring from the tip of the pinky to the tip of the thumb. In, in my hand, it's roughly five or six inches. Maybe it's a bit more in some other people's hands or a bit less. Um, so originally, when you take this um, this piece of cloth... The entire piece of cloth which constituted the Choshen was one zeres in width and two zerasos, two zereses in length. Then when you bent it over, of course you bent it over, so it was now square, one zeres by one zeres. Umilesovo, you are to affix to this Choshen, this breastplate, this cloth fabric uh, breastplate, Miluas Evan, fillings of stone. As we will see, there will be 12 stones and each stone will be inserted tightly into a mishpetzes, into a golden frame or a golden setting. So that's the meaning of umileisavo miluas Evan. You should fill this choshen with gemstone fillings. And there should be four rows, four <coughs> Uh, I'm sorry, four yeah, four rows, three columns, four rows. A row is horizontal, a column is vertical. So four row, rows, three columns, four rows. The first row, um, tour is a row. The first row contains three types of gems. Odem, Pitta, Uvorekes. Three types of gemstones. Exactly the identity of these gemstones, of course, it's difficult to know um, exactly what it means. Uh, many guess in various ways. Odem perhaps is a ruby, it's red. Um, Pitida 
is usually translated as chrysolite, the type of gemstone. And the suggestion is that Vorekes is the emerald. The second row, Hatur Hasheni, has Nofech Sapir Viyohalom. Nofech is usually translated as um, turquoise, Sapir as sapphire, and Yahalom as amethyst. Vahatu Hashlishi, the third row, Leshem Shavu Viachlomo, contains three um, uh, gemstones, often translated as jacinth, J-A-C-I-N-T-H, for Leshem, Shavu as agate, A-G-A-T-E, and Achloma as a crystal, some type of crystal. Torvi, the fourth row, is Tarshish. Tarshish is usually translated as the gemstone called beryl, B-E-R-Y-L. Shoham, we already translated as lazuli or lapis lazuli. And Yoshve, which is usually translated as jasper, J-A-S-P-E-R, same uh, sound, jasper, Yoshve. So you have 12 gemstones, and we can't get too hung up on the exact identity because no one knows for sure. But there's 12 different gemstones arranged in four rows. So four rows, three columns, that's 12, obviously corresponding to the 12 tribes. And each of these gemstones, Mishubotzim Zahov Yihiyu B'milu Osam, fill a different frame or setting of gold. Engraved onto these stones are the names of each of the tribes. So the first one is Reuven, the second, Shimon, the third, Levi, Rashi says, in the order of their birth. Each shall be engraved like a seal. The Gemara Meseches Yoma explains that besides the names of the excuse <coughs> me of the Shvotim are also the words Avroham Yitzchok Yaakov Shifte Yeshurun, or according to the Rambam Avroham Yitzchok Yaakov Shifte Yo Yud Hey. By adding those words, Avrom Yitzchak Yaakov Shifte Yeshurun, then the letters of the Aleph base, which are missing in the names of the twelve Shvatim, go carefully. Give this as an assignment for your child when he's bugging you. Tell him, okay, which letters are missing in the list of the names of the Reuven, Shimon, Levi, etc. And they are, by the way, Ches, Tes, Tzadi, and Kuf. And, but those words are to be found in the words Avroham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Shifte, uh, Ko, or Shifte, Yeshurun. This way, all the letters of the Aleph Bays, uh, appear, um, uh, on the Choshen. Sigmar Meseches Yoma that describes this, Dafayin Gimel Amad Bays, and the Rambam in Klei Hamigdosh, Perektes, Alochazayin, um, has the gear so not shifte yeshurun, but shifte ko, shifte yud he. Let's continue. We now have this breastplate. It's made of this beautiful combination of five materials, gold, treles, argomont, lashoni, sheish, morsor. And it is folded over so that what you see is a square, zeres by zeres. Um, 
and on it are 12 uh, gemstones, each encased in a mishbetzes, in, in mishbetzos zohov. On each diamond, on each uh, gemstone, are the names of the shvotim. Up on top of Reuven are the words Avroam, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Down below Binyamin are the words Shifte Yeshurun or Shifte Ko. And now we've got to attach this Choshen to the Kohen's getup, to the Kohen's uh, apparel. The Kohen at this point just has this ephod. That's all we've learned about so far. The Choshen has to be attached to the ephod. Well, now we go back to those twisted chains of gold that we learned about before. Rashi insists on Pasik Chavbeis that this does not mean you should make on the Choshen, but rather you should make for the Choshen these um, uh, twisted chains which will connect the rim, the gvul of the Choshen to the Mishbetzes to the buckle, which is attached in turn to the shoulder straps of the ephod. Uh, you should make, again, for the Choshen, two gold rings. So you would have two gold rings atta- uh, made for the Choshen. These two gold rings, these two gold rings are placed on the upper corners, left and right, of the Choshen. You should loop through these golden chains through the rings which are on the top two corners of the Choshen. Now, each chain, uh, when it's inserted, looped through the ring, has two heads, so to speak. So you have a total of four heads, two on the left, two on the right. The string is looped through the ring and attached to the mishbitzos. And now, on the front of the Kohen body, you have the Choshen, which is attached from with the, by means of these golden strings to the mishbitzos, which are at the bottom of the suspenders of the shoulder straps of the kisphos ho ephod, the osisa shteta bo zohov, the samto som al shnei kitsos hachoshen, al sefoso asher al ever ho ephod boiso. This is to be looped through the, um, the, uh, outside part of the ephod. So now, the ephod is, sorry, the choshen is attached through these gold chains to the ephod, but not to the ephod itself, but rather to the mishpitzos, which are attached to the kisfoso ephod, which are, of course, protruding shoulder straps from the ephod. But now, the bottom of the choshen is flapping loose, as Rashi said, just hanging there. Now that has to be affixed. Well, the osisa shteta ba'osov. Now make two more rings. V'nosato osom al-shtechisvos ha'eifod milmato mimul ponov. Now, you attach these uh, these um, uh, two rings uh, at the bottom back of the shoulder straps of the ephod, mimul ponov, l'umas machbarto mima'al l'cheshev ha'eifod. So you attach these two rings behind the kohen, 
on the Cheshevo Ephod, on the band which encircles the Ephod. V'yirkesu es ha'choshen mitaba osov el taba oso Ephod b'fsil t'cheles. And now you loop through with a woolen strand, a woolen string of woolen dyed t'cheles, woolen dyed blue. You take this woolen strand and loop it through the lower rings of the Choshen, and the lower rings of the kisvos ho'efod, lihiyos al cheshev ho'efod. And now the um, bottom of the choshen is attached upward to the kisvos ho'efod, and at the bottom to the cheshev ho'efod. And now they're tightly attached. Now, there should be no removing of the Choshen from the Ephod. They're attached through the two rings on the top of the Choshen to the shoulder straps and the two rings at the bottom of the um, bottom of the Choshen are attached now to rings which are affixed to the Cheshev Ephod, the band around the waist of the Ephod. Now you have the Choshen attached to the Ephod. Now, when Aharon enters the Beis Amigdash dressed in these Bigodim, he has on his shoulders the gems of the Avnei Shoham with the names of the twelve tribes etched in, but now he also has the names of the twelve tribes on on twelve separate different gemstones on the breastplate that he is wearing. And they are to be lezikaron as a remembrance, lefnei Hashem Tomid. Now, we have this choshen, which is basically a strip, one zeres by two zerosos, and so it's a flap inside. What is inside between the fold, in the fold of the Choshen? Here we come to the great mystery. You should place inside this fold the Urim V'Tumim. The Urim V'Tumim is mystery. Urim means light. Tumim means whole. And Chazal say light because it enlightens judgment. Um, Tomim because it completes and makes perfect judgment exactly what it is hard to know Rashi says it is uh, a, a document upon which is written the Shem HaMephorosh the holy name of God the name with 42 letters and that is placed into the Choshen and this enables um, people to inquire of the Rebona Shalom himself, of God himself, as to various important decisions. This is the Urim Vitumim, best translated simply as Urim Vitumim. So this Urim Vitumim is placed inside the Choshen Mishpot, for Hoyu Alev Aharon. The Urim Vitumim are now on the heart of Aharon, Bevo'o Lifnei Hashem. V'noso Aharon es Mishpat Pnei Yisrael Alibo. So Aaron is carrying this Choshen Mishpot, which obviously symbolizes and encompasses the entire question of what's right and wrong, what's just and what's not just. All of that is held symbolically on Aaron's heart, Alibo, Lefnei Hashem, Tomid, constantly as long as he is wearing these begodim. So now we have in detail two of the 
eight begodim, the aphod and the choshen, and we've seen how tightly they are attached to each other. The choshen is tightly attached to the aphod. Now these two are the outermost garments which Aharon wears. They are the outermost of the eight begodim. Now as we continue, Mirz Hashem, tomorrow and go on from Shlishi, we will learn about the undergarments, so to speak, the garments which are underneath the ephod and the choshen. And for that, we will see Mirz Hashem tomorrow, but until now, we have reached Shlishi.